This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Overtime Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor, and it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC Gig-Powered Studios. Here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. It is Friday. I hope it's warmed up because when we're recording it, it's cold. Recording this. It's cold. It's cold. I don't want cold. I need warm weather for my spirit, my hopes, my dreams. I need to get out and have fresh air. I need to run about with my dogs. Well, I don't run around with my dogs. Tim Fitzgerald, Zach Carlson, Ryan Gills Gilsbert. I screwed that up. Ryan Gills Gilbert. There we go. And it's your PowerCat Overtime Podcast, your Friday fun day, fun time, fun thing, thing that we do on Friday. You ask us anything, we answer anything. It's going to get loony today. We're all shirtless. Fire! We might be pantless, but we can't tell because we're on Zoom. And uh, I have a dog laying next to me that is farting. Well, that's lovely. That is a tone setter. In the business, we call that a tone setter. It's setting the tone for this stinky, stinky podcast. We're sponsored by The Fridge. They're not stinky. They are the red roses of liquor stores. Get in there and don't get stuck by uh, a thorn. Boy, I was doing so well with that. And then I just I couldn't get the image of red roses and thorns. Anyhow, the fridge is awesome. If the fridge is awesome. You can walk in there like nothing's going on in the world. And if the Rona kind of climbs up on your face while you're in there, douse yourself with alcohol at the fridge. Or you can drive up and order online or order over the phone and they'll bring it out to you. It's a magical, wonderful place because liquor is an essential business during a pandemic. The Fridge. That was overread. That was good. It started off bad, got good, got bad, good, 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 and ended up good. He's right, you know. Zach, how it was great. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. How was our questions this week? Well, pretty good. I like these. We chortled in rapturous glee. We're going to have a good podcast. I've had a long week. I'm not sure how much fun stuff I'll be putting into this. Loser! Loser! I, look, sitting on my ass and doing podcasts is stressful. He's absolutely right. That's my life. I'm going to do three Life of Fitzes, two other podcasts, uh, putting together the Overtime Podcast uh, Best Of. By the way, uh, this upcoming Monday will be the December of 2019 one, and I think I'm going to end them there. I, I'm just going to say this. I think they're really entertaining, but I'm finding that the Overtime Podcast has a limited shelf life, even though it should be timeless because they are golden entertainment. People aren't going back to listen to the best ofs 
very well. They're just they're not getting the listenership. And they're a lot of work. And then I have to surf through all the stupidity to get the stuff done. Take it to the side That's the end of that. Yeah, if you're listening right now, you missed out on our special, the 60% special. We're still doing a dollar for your first month at GoPowerCat.com. It's a great time to join. Take advantage of the Rona and become a GoPowerCat owner. You've been a bad boy. Hey, that rhymed. That was good. Ah, there we go. Man, I, I'm thinking about my rap career now. <laughs> I could have a rap career uh, at home. I mean, I've got the mic. And I got the rhymes, and I got the times. I can do it. <sighs> That's it. That's all I got to say. Let's get going to your questions from Wabash Station. Zach, deliver the funny. All right, not a question, but we'll do this weekly. This is this is everybody's Netflix check. What are you guys watching? Oh. I'm still working through the wire. I'm on season five. I finally got to season five. It's only 10 episodes. You're close. I'm, I'm close to the end of the wire. It has been very, very good. I've got to get to Ozark um, here. And uh, it's not Netflix, but um, the new season of Bosch drops. Oh, as this drops on the website, it drops today on the 17th. There, that's Friday the 17th. Close enough. What is Friday? Uh, yeah, Bosch. And if you know, if you have Amazon, Bosch is my favorite show on there. It's a cop show. It's based on novels. It's L.A. It's it's awesome. It, it, I love it. Um, and the new season drops, and I think they're only doing one more season. But yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing. We started. We just finished uh, uh, How to Fix a, a Drug Scandal, which was unbelievable, unbelievable documentary about. Uh, the drug labs in Massachusetts, one person uh, at one lab was just completely faking all the results because she didn't know how to do it. She faked her. She got hired on a fake resume. And, but the main part of it was a person that was taking the drugs. She was a complete addict and doing all the tests while stoned out of her mind or on cocaine or crack or incredible. So many like thousands and thousands of drug cases in Massachusetts got thrown out. It's really good. Gilly, how about you? Me and Zach were talking about this before we started recording. I'm not much of a Netflix guy. I'm still stuck on McMillions. I'm only halfway through that show. So I, I'm getting my way there, but I've got nothing else that I'm currently watching. I'm lame. I'm boring. So do you not watch a bunch of video, like like whether it's Netflix mm -hmm. or something else? I, I tend to watch YouTube videos. YouTube knows me well. The, the, the recommended videos that pop up, I usually spend my time watching that stuff. I don't sit down and watch a Netflix documentary or series or something like that. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, I'm with you there. I do a lot of YouTube too. Yeah. Our, uh, our good friend Wags, who's on the, the site has been, uh, he's a singer songwriter on the side out of Austin. And, uh, every Friday he's been hosting Friday evening. He's been hosting a listen in and he plays original songs and it's just nice. It's kind of a nice little community thing. So I've been dropping in, um, his, wife jesse worked for us for a long time so that's how far back we go but anyhow that's that's a youtube thing going on i was able to cast i did my guys this was big for an old man this was big i i actually cast it to my tv first time i've done it 
you know, I got on and says, hey, do you want to throw this on your living room TV? Because it was all connected. I said, hell yeah, I want to do that. And there he was. He was on my TV in my living room. It was a little troubling. I started Ozark last week, so I've got a couple episodes of season one left, but I'm loving it. Great show. You know, there's Highly no ground endorse. On. Yeah, there's no middle ground. I've had people tell me they hate it, and but most of us just love it. Did you watch the first two seasons? Or have you? Yeah, yeah, I've okay. watched the first two seasons, and I've been saving season three. Um, you know what's weird about The Wire, getting back to that, is there's just the coronavirus has had this resurgence of The Wire. Like, uh, there's a ton of people watching it for the first time. And Jamel, what's her name from ESPN that got fired? Jamel Hill. Jamel Hill. It, it, start, yeah. it started a podcast that debuts here pretty like soon. On the Ringer, I think, yeah. Yeah, that they're going to go through every episode. There, I think there's 60 episodes total. Every episode of The Wire and do a podcast about it. Um, it's it's amazing how this show has seen this kind of resurgence in the coronavirus. Well, it's, well, it's free to watch yeah, right now. It's free to watch on HBO. It was, can, it, was a, it was available to me on Amazon. It still is. But now HBO has opened up a lot of their classic shows and a lot of those shows are available on Amazon, anyhow. Uh, like I haven't watched the Sopranos from start to finish, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and do that now. So that'll be kind of fun. Well, look, why don't you uh, let's go out front, get yourself a sandwich, any kind you like, huh? soda. Uh, when we're done here, somebody will take you back. It's kind of like my life, though, The Sopranos. It's like it's kind of like <laughs> GoPowerCat.com. The guys come to me and I'm like, well, you know, this is how things work around here. That kind of thing. Gilly, did you <laughs> fall out of bed, Gilly? No, I'm here. Okay. Well, I heard a bang. I was afraid you hit your head off. <laughs> Here's a question from Wabash Station. Zach, take over. Here's questions. From Dr. J54, is best of overtime a self-canceling phrase like jumbo shrimp or KU football <laughs> tradition? <laughs> oh, uh, man, those are fun to do. They're, they really are fun to kind of put all, all them together. And, and the way we do overtime, Zach, they do fit together really well because it's just like there's a natural break, a new question. You can string them all together. I pick my favorite start, my, my favorite end, and... My favorite questions in between and just put them in some order. Um, yeah, uh, I think the overtime is great no matter what it is. It's just meant to be fun. It's just how much do we have in our lives that has no real purpose other than it's enjoyable? Well, other than some murder. Because I have no self-control and I hate myself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> who doesn't enjoy that? From Wagcat. You got a chance to pitch your own television show of a non-sports format to television executives. Name a show that you think would be crazy but could work. I have mine. Like the discussion board. I cannot think of anything, man. I don't know. Go ahead, Zach. I have mine, and it's kind of a combination of two shows and kind of this one YouTube series I saw, very similar to Amazing Race, but he, this guy in England – I think he's from England anyway. He took these guys throughout Europe and they're like, you have to meet me in Monaco in this much time and you have no money. Like, and they like each had a camera guy and they filmed it. Like it was really well produced for a YouTube channel. Very, you know, a very good, well-produced production for something that wouldn't have a big budget, but kind of build on that. But then there's another show in the UK on channel four called hunted. And it's where this group of people, are fugitives for 28 days 
and like these, you know, world-class investigators, uh, they try to hunt them down and find them in that 28 days or whatever. So I, I don't know what the prize is after if they make money or, or whatever, after the 28 days, but the goal is to be on the run for 28 days and not get caught. Wow. But I would, good. I would, I, I really would, I'd love to make basically kind of a, a combo of the amazing race and, and hunted in the United States, basically start people in New York city, give them, a backpack that has like a tracking device in it and then give them like a prepaid credit card and a burner cell phone and basically tell them you guys need to get from New York to LA by this time. And if you get caught, you're out of the game and you're not required to keep the cell phone or, or, uh, or the bag. Like they, the goal would be to dump it as quickly as possible, but you don't tell them that. Um, so you keep tabs on them, but make, require them to spend money. Like every 24 hours have to spend a certain amount of money on the credit card so that they ping, you know, in a location. So it's not completely blind. Well, that seems kind of rigged. They're going to make it's not completely. No, like you provide the credit card. Yeah. But I don't want them to know my location if I'm a fugitive. But that's like, you have to give them, but there's, there's a trade-off here and it's strategy. Like, Hey, yeah, I can use yeah. my credit card right here, you know, and you know, if you're on the border somewhere and you just make a quick purchase and you're on the run, like you could be, you know, it just, it kind of leaves a little bread breadcrumb trail of where you last were to give, you know, kind of a, an idea, yeah. but. And, and if you're caught, you're murdered. <laughs> If you want, Fitz, I can pitch that to the TV execs. Yeah. Well, how's it end? Everyone gets murdered. <laughs> Are you going to be in the show, Zach? No. I'd be a camera guy. Gotcha. I like it. <laughs> I'd be the executive producer here. Or I'd be the producer and then get like Eric Stone Street to be the executive producer because I feel like anytime I see him, I just want to be like, hey, got this great idea for a show. <laughs> Because he's not doing anything right now. He's unemployed. You know? It's so sad. He's falling on hard times. Has no job. No, I mean, he's got no prospects for a job. It's just he's out of work. It's really sad. Uh, I would uh, like to point out that not only do I have an idea for a Netflix show, I am currently writing it very slowly, uh, but it's in development in my brain and on paper so i'm not going to discuss it but it's based on a character that we created at so long saloon many years ago and it's uh it it has great potential to be haha funny or really bad um which is true of most tv shows uh, so other than that i don't know i've got some novel ideas i mean i i just i think the the whole idea of uh having a journalist in this current environment would be interesting because nobody trusts journalists and someone trying to actually dig through big stories as an online journalist. I don't know. That's kind of lame. Uh, but most of mine would be like fiction type things, not reality TV. I'm not a reality TV person outside of American Idol. So I don't know. Just so lame. So lame. American Idol. Yes. Oh my God. Being like the only reality TV I watch is American Idol. I love singers. Oh. Well, actually, we do watch Songland, which is songwriters. So it's that kind of genre. I don't like the voice. I don't like how they do the voice. 
Um, man, there's a kid from Wichita. He's actually from um, Kathmandu originally. His family moved over. But he's from Wichita. He is freaking incredible. So he's kind of got this cool vibe about him. But yeah, uh, there was a girl from Wellington that made it to the top, I don't know, 40. And she got cut. But yeah, they're the top 20 now. And now they're frozen because they, they were supposed to move to live shows and they can't. So there's a lot of talent. You can zoom it. And a lot of ta- yeah, but you know, a lot of American Idol is uh, the inexperienced people just getting dramatically better once they get to coaching and you know, working with people. So, I don't know. I like American Idol. Screw you, Zach. (laughs) Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. From King Jim 77, of the four former Big 12 schools, Nebraska, Colorado, Mizzou, and Texas A&M, where do you miss traveling the most? I guess, Ryan, did you ever make any trips, road trips as a kid going to K-State games? I've been to Columbia and I've been to Lincoln. So out of those two, I think overall it'd be, you know, the game day experience in Lincoln is a little bit better than at Mizzou, but I overall miss Mizzou having them in the Big 12. That makes sense. Yeah. Fitz, um, you probably know more than me if I had to make a guess. Zach, what are your thoughts on this before I go? Well, the only one I've gone to is Colorado, but also that is the one go-to school that I always say I want back just because it's a different – it's it's the most different school out of all of them. I mean, West Virginia is kind of the the mountain school now, but I always I, – I enjoyed going to Colorado, but that's the only – school of those four that I've been to for a game. I've been to Lincoln. I've been to Columbia, never been to college station, but never for a a football or basketball game. You know, all four of them have their reasons I'd want them back. Um, I, you know, I had Gabe DeArmond on my podcast, uh, the Missouri guy and um, with rivals, interestingly enough, but Gabe and I are good buddies. I miss Missouri every big 12 basketball tournament. I mean, it just doesn't seem right without Missouri, KUK State, and Iowa State fans all mingling. And having Missouri left out of that kind of sucks. But he's right. They play their tournament in Nashville, and that's not a bad place to go. So it's not like Missouri fans are like, oh, darn it, we've got to go to Nashville now. If the question is where do I miss going to for personal reasons, it's Colorado. Going to Boulder, getting that free trip in there to go. I, I mean, I've got good friends in Denver, so – like basketball season, when we were covering all the games, I'd always take the Colorado trip and stay downtown Denver and and hang out with friends, and then uh, go up to Boulder for the game. And but I miss going to Nebraska. Nebraska is such an easy trip; it's two two and a half hours, whatever it is, up down. You know, basketball, football, you're in and out. It's so so easy. And and A and M fans are just uh, you know after you're around them a while, it gets a little creepy, but they are really incredibly nice and welcoming. Uh, it's, but that's true of any cult. They'll always welcome you at a cult. What'd you say? But I, I do kind of miss that. If you ask me who I want back, I want back Nebraska, period, end of story. The most likely to come back, I think, would be Colorado, but I don't think we want them back simply because their athletics, athletics isn't important in Boulder. It's all about other things now. Um, but I don't think Missouri's going anywhere and AM's not going anywhere. They're not leaving the SEC, so I don't know. But I, I miss them all for their own reasons. 
Um, but I'm, I'm pretty content with what we have, and I would like to add in the Arizona schools, and I'd take the L.A. schools if they wanted to come too. So do you guys like Colorado just because of the state of Colorado? Yeah. It's really cool, or yeah. the actual campus? Well, both. I mean, the campus is cool too. Yeah, I mean, both. Boulder's a cool town. I mean, I wouldn't want to live there. It's too whacked out for me, but um, <laughs> it it's just beautiful. I mean, it really is. Colorado is just a beautiful, beautiful state. And uh, I, I would live there in a heartbeat if, if that opportunity arose. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I've got a life here in Manhattan, damn Kansas. Hell yeah. I don't miss Mizzou fans, that's for sure. Well, they were bad. They were, they were the worst. Colorado fans are sneaky hate... bad. Yeah. I don't like... Now, we work with a lot of people that went to Mizzou, some colleagues, and they're just – I hate how uppity people are about Mizzou. It's not that great of a school. They do do a good job with journalism. Uh, on I've noticed this on the video side. My experiences initially were the print side where they really weren't that good. I thought they were, but they weren't. Um, I think on the video side, they do a good job. Oklahoma State does too. I mean, if – I've had a friend ask me, his son wanted to go into, you know, being on broadcast TV. And I'm like, don't go to Kansas State. I'm sorry to say that. Um, you'll get opportunities at Kansas State. And we have produced really good people. And we'll continue to do so because uh, the right people will flourish in whatever circumstance. But Missouri is really equipped. And so is Oklahoma State to teach you broadcast journalism. Boo! You suck! Especially sports for Oklahoma State. Yeah. Because yeah. their the, the radio guy is one of the top professors, I think, in the in that school. Yep, I agree. Blah, 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 blah. From WTDD 2001. Did I say three Ds? I don't know. I think I did. Uh, we don't Triple have Triple D, these. wow. Yeah, WTDDDD. WTDD 2001. So what is your Ds. favorite college? It's, There's only t- it's win the dang day is what that stands for. Not, not like double Ds. Double D's? What's the, not double 36? D's. No. Okay. There we go. No. Okay. <clears throat> From, what is your favorite college town other than Manhattan to visit, and who has the most welcoming fan base? Oh, I got into this a little bit. Um, I love going to Austin, but is that a college town? I mean, I saw this debate on there. Well, what a college town that's is. another question, isn't hang it? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Bring it in, though. Okay, so this is this question's from Chris six six two zero four. His contention is that all college towns fall into one of two buckets: either the town is small enough that the town revolves around the college, or it's in such an urban metropolis that it gets wiped out in the noise. And he says, think Houston, Rutgers, or Miami. I kind of disagree with Rutgers, but yeah, Rutgers, um, I don't think he understands what Rutgers is. It's really Rutgers is Piscataway's <laughs> really kind of it's weird. Yeah. Just because you're near New York City doesn't make you New York City. Yeah, it's it, you know, like it's uh, I'd put I'd put Austin in that bucket before Rutgers. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh and that beyond that division, um there's not a ton of difference between my college town and your college town. Is so agree, agree or disagree. But on the Austin case, I think if you said 20 years ago, you could say, yes, Austin is a college town. That is where UT is today. No, it's a big Austin is Austin now. I agree. I agree. I love going there, but it is overgrown its purpose as a university town. And, you know, it's the capital, too. So it's got a couple things going on. But now it's just become a big city, which 
kind of erases some of the charm that Austin had. Uh, it's still a weird place. Um, I don't know, man. I I'm not a I'm not into Ames that much. I'm certainly not into Lawrence that much. I was never into Columbia. I think I enjoyed Boulder mostly for the scenery. The people really aren't very nice, which is an odd thing about Boulder and Colorado. They're very angry. So I, I guess I'll answer it this way. I would love to be in a position where I got to visit other places. And again, going back to my Gabe Diarman discussion, he said it's been fun to be able to go to other college towns um, and not just do the same circuit over and over like we do. So it's, um, you know, like when the years ago when we got to go to Auburn and that was a cool environment. It was really fun. It was, it was like a big K state. Uh, their, their tailgating was different because their football stadiums on campus. So people were tailgating all over campus. It was wild. It would just, just imagine walking across campus from one side to get to Memorial stadium and in, and the lawn in front of Anderson Hall are tents. People are, you know, set up. And in between um, other places, like in between McCain and Kedzie, there's a tent set up. People are tailgating. It was just a cool environment. I don't get to go enough various campuses. And honestly, when we do, we're working. We don't get a lot of time to go exploring, which is kind of an unfortunate part of our job. We kind of get there, do our jobs, and we work a ton after the game and go home. I think probably – building on Auburn, I think Starkville this year probably would have a similar experience. They all seem pretty nice. Didn't really, obviously we were working and we just kind of walked through, you know, at nine in the morning to get to the press box and then left long after everyone was gone. So we didn't really see much or have any interaction with, with fans, but they seem pretty nice. Um, for me though, it's probably Stillwater considering I lived there for a year. Um, it's most comparable to Manhattan. True. Very similar. I'd say that as far as Big 12 schools go, I'd say that Oklahoma State probably has the most welcoming fan base to K-Staters. I would agree. That's my opinion. Point. Yeah. just I think that both schools recognize each other as being the same of their state or of the opposite state. You know, like there's, there's enough common ground there. It's – I wouldn't say that K-State and Oklahoma State would ever be rivals, more as just kind of a friendly rivalry other than, hey, we're the – the land grant school of neighboring states with an overbearing right. neighbor in that state. KU basketball, yeah. Oklahoma football. Yeah. I, I see that. Yeah. Uh, hey, another campus I've been to just through life travels is Colorado state at Fort Collins. And, you know, I've always joked that I would accept them. If there was a way to get them into the big 12, I would take them because it'd be a really, really good place to visit, but that doesn't move the needle in terms of what you need from expansion. I'm just thinking of things that I would enjoy if, um, I could just put together a conference of places I'd like to go to. But well, yeah, Tulane and UNLV would be in them in there too. So of course they would, because when I think of UNLV, I think of College Town, Vegas, and New Orleans. Certainly, College Town. You know, well, of course, uh, that just means alcohol to me. But anyhow, that's a whole <laughs> different story. Which Miami school would you choose for your dream conference? Are you a Miami guy? Do you like visiting Miami? What's my other choices? Well, you got FAU, FIU. Well, those aren't Miami. Count. <laughs> they count. Miami, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. They have an Ohio campus of the University of Miami. I'd pick the U. I mean, we need a little of the yeah, U okay. in our society. We just got to have that. I've been there. I mean, K-State played down in Miami. Wasn't that on 
campus. You know, they play at the Dolphin Stadium, but um, uh, the U's just kind of cool, man. It's the U. It's the U. It's I love Miami. You know, I'm spent a lot of time in my life in Florida, so um, I, I would I just love the culture and everything. So I'm weird. You have a favorite college town, Ryan? I was going to say Stillwater. Um, I've been there three years in a row now. You know, very, very similar to Manhattan, small town vibe. Um, I've had a few, few bad experiences with some of those fans, and I know when you get drunk, college students, you're gonna, you're gonna have some issues. But you know, the, the tailgating scene is very similar. Um, you know, I was talking about this when I was deciding my college to go to there was no question I was going to go to K state. And then I was going to Oklahoma state and I was like, wow, you know, this is really cool. And, you know, most definitely I'm happy with Kansas state, but you know, the game day experience, they have all the players. I don't know if you've seen that players and coaches kind of go, yeah, they, it's like a parade. I don't know how to explain that, but they do a walk. I yeah. don't know what they call it. The cowboy walk or something, but the, there's a hotel on campus that's actually run by the, the, the students of the hotel and hospitality oh, really? school. A uh, really nice hotel, and there's a restaurant yeah. in there too. Um, that's really nice. Um, but yeah, they stay there on campus at that hotel, and then they walk to the stadium. Pretty short walk. That's awesome. Yeah, I still don't know what a poke is, but whatever. Can you answer that, Fitz? Cow poke. Uh, cow poke. A cow poke. Okay, I'm 21. I'm an, I'm a noob. Yeah, go pokes. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure the origin of it because you poke the cattle. I don't know. I'm not sure what <laughs> what the origin of that is. I'd have to look that one up. Cowpoke dates to about 1881 and originally referred to the cowboys who prodded cattle onto railroad cars with long poles. Every time I go down there for a football game and I'm on the, like, I'm always on, I always film on the K-State sideline for road games or I I try my best to. Um, But that's where the students are at Oklahoma State. And I've always wanted to just take some cash with me down there and just say, hey, after the game, I'll pay you this much for one of those paddles. And see if they'll take it because I've always wanted really to have cool. one of those paddles really just cool. to just keep in my room somewhere. It'd be a cool piece of memorabilia. Yeah, I, I know you're into paddling. Oh man, probably going to get some letters about that, huh? <laughs> That's a secret between us, Fitz. Damn it! <laughs> no, nobody listens to this podcast. It's <laughs> eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential, and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love. You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. From Chris66204, you can choose one shape and you only get to eat foods in that shape for a year. What shape do you choose? And he gives the example as a circle, but it includes pizza on there and ding-dongs, cake, cinnamon rolls, et cetera. But pizza, is it a circle, or if you cut it up, is that a triangle? Uh-huh. What is that? Wow. That's so deep. You know, like there's, there's some weird – is it the initial shape 
I think initial shape is probably fair. So I think that pizza would work there if you chose circle, but but you can make I don't a know. square pizza. I mean, we just tradition makes a pizza round. You could make it square. You're a monster. I guess Little Caesars deep deep dish. Boom. Yeah. Detroit. I don't gotta live so, in Detroit, but I don't think of foods as shapes. <laughs> I think foods are so much more than the shape in which they come. I think it's unfair and hateful of us to just judge a food by its initial shape. For example, a tot. It's a little pylon of potato, and it's delicious. But I don't want to just eat that shape because that limits me. This is a deep question. I think my shape would be blender. Blender-shaped foods. I'll put the pizza in there. I'll put lasagna in there. I'll put spaghetti in there. Zach, you going to have the spaghetti out of a blender? I'll do anything out of a blender. I don't know what shape I'd choose. It's all mush when it's in your stomach. Yeah. You know, you don't need a blender for that. Yeah. It comes out the same shape if you're healthy. <laughs> I feel like the only options we have is circle, like circular and rectangular. You know, other than yeah, that, what else I think, is there? I think that's it. I think. I mean, I don't know. a triangle. Um, you can cut everything into a circle, you know, burgers yeah. are circles. Yeah. Unless you go to Wendy's. <laughs> Wendy's is tricky. Wendy's is tricky. Square patty, but round bun. I didn't think I this question would be this deep. This is really philosophical. <laughs> Chicken tenders are out. You know? like yeah. Those are very uniquely shaped, and some of them might not even be the same shape. So are some chicken tenders allowed and some not? Like Dinosaur-shaped. Buffalo wings would be out here because that that'd literally be the only thing you could eat, you know. Yeah. So I don't, I it, that dog bark was on the podcast. From Wizard Six Two Nine Four, what are you going to do with your stimulus check? And if you aren't getting one, act like you would be. God, this is this is such a different answer for a fifty-five-year-old homeowner as opposed to a twenty-one-year-old kid or Zach, how old are you? 27. 27 year old guy that uh, doesn't own his own home. We will use the money to do something to our house. For example, we have three dogs. So that means our dog area, we've got a very large yard. We're, we've got like a half acre. So we've got a, a very large area committed to dogs that has virtually no grass left. So when it rains, it gets muddy. So we need to change that whole area into rock and and mulch. I think that's what we will do with our stimulus money because that will then save the flooring in the house from being muddy. That's how exciting my life is. Hold on. The dogs are going at it. <laughs> Hi, guys. You good? Some loud growls. Yeah. They're getting into it. Oh, they get into They go at it. They wrestle. They hit each other. They box. It's really funny. And they bite each other. So... But they're having fun. For me, for me, fortunately, I'm able to stimulate my savings account with it and use it later. Yeah, I don't you're, need you're it right now. About, I don't have anything. Zach, you're good about that kind of stuff. <laughs> my God. Like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is we're the worst podcasting ever. Yeah, yeah, Zach, you're just excited to get money so you can do nothing with it. 
You're wired completely it's, differently than most of us. Like I'll spend money on fast food and then I'll save money. And then like, I just bought a car. So I used a lot of the money that I saved there for that down payment. And so now I'm just kind of rebuilding my savings back up to make another big purchase at some point for something who knows what it is, but what card you buy? maybe take a vacation, take a trip. I don't know, but what card you buy Zach? Uh, a 2018 Nissan Altima. Hello. It's silver. It is nice. Got a decent deal on it. Exactly. If anybody listening notices my, <clears throat> excuse me, my audio quality is better. Thankful for my new Mac. So that money is going to the Mac fund. That's nice. I'd, <laughs> I'd save up my check and, and, uh, for charity, which, uh, would probably be something for me. Spend it, spend it the fridge. Yes, I I think I'd spend it at the fridge if they had a young lady working there named Charity. I'd save it up and give Charity the money to give me liquor. I think that's the wrong the wrong place, wrong kind of store there. I started to wrong go kind of in that service. direction, and then I thought this is a family <laughs> podcast in some ways. So anyhow. Okay. Ask your dad. Ask your dad. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Fitzy wants to give all his money to a girl named Charity. Where's she work? Okay. (laughs) Moving on. I am kind of curious though. Like, who is the youngest person listening to this podcast? Like, I kind of want to know. Like, if you're using your dad's account on Wabash, like I did as a young child, let us know. Yeah. But only with your parents' permission. Exactly. <laughs> I think that there's some there's some sort of legal requirement there about kids using the I, internet that we I probably need to dis- have a disclaimer for. Know. I don't want to know that an eight year old's listening to me talk about these topics. I feel like we should have a disclaimer on this podcast. Not that it's <laughs> got, you know, some kind of language or adult content. It's just it should be like uh this uh podcast includes poor taste. <laughs> we all understand that this podcast includes poor taste because it's it's me talking a lot. Walmart brand. Dad, what does poor taste mean? (laughs) (laughs) Your mother's cooking. Moving on. Moving on. So Chris six six two zero four. What is your favorite Tom Hanks movie from this from his legendary nineteen ninety two to two thousand two run? And he gives us a list here, so we can we can choose a long list. Uh, A League of Their Own is a long list. A League of Their Own, Sleepless in Seattle, Mm. Philadelphia, Mm. Forrest Gump, Mm. Apollo thirteen, Toy Story, Mm. That Thing You Do, which I guess was not a movie he starred in, but he wrote it and directed it. It was really good. Saving Private Ryan, You've Got Mail. Toy Story 2, Green Mile, Cast Away, Road to Perdition. Perdition, yeah. It's a Perdition? Good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. And then Catch Me If You Can. And before anybody answers, fun fact about Apollo 13, yesterday was the anniversary, the 50th anniversary of that, and someone on Reddit said, if you start the movie at like 8.17 Eastern Time or Central, I don't know what time it was, if you start it then... He will stay Houston. We have a problem at the exact same time that it was said 50 years ago. That's crazy. <laughs> Someone did the math on it. Kind of funny. That's crazy. Yeah. It, uh, Saving Private Ryan for me, it's one of my favorite movies. Um, one of the greatest movies not to win an Oscar. But, um, yeah, I like that. I, who doesn't like Forrest Gump? Fantastic movie. A lot of those movies are really good. I mean, there's some... 
Uh, even some of I, I enjoyed Road to Perdition. It's kind of a you know a gang type movie. Uh, what I'm trying to say, mafia, hitmen, randomized genre, murder. It's what it's about. It's what I'm about lately. But yeah, what an incredible actor. Toy Story. I wouldn't. I mean, it's, he's. I don't think acting. that. Yeah, it's a voice acting. As much as I love Toy Story, I wouldn't call that a good acting. I wouldn't call that role. a Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. I got to take another yeah. answer then, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to pick that, that's all right. Uh, see, I don't. I, mean, I don't fine. know. I would pick it. I would pick it if Apollo 13 and. Castaway and Green Mile weren't on there, but they are. So are great movies, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd probably go with Paul Thirteen as, as my pick. What, so your Toy Story gills? You guys are going to hate me. I'm probably going to lose my job for this, but I am not a fan of Forrest Gump. Well, that's all right. I understand why. I, I don't every think I've single person it all the way loves through. it. I mean, I think it appeals to an older demographic. I think it. It hits on yeah. themes that, you know, from our my lifetime, you know, talking to Kennedy and it's kind of easier to relate. You know, I caught on to the um, I was real young, but I remember Vietnam War stuff. And so it kind of connects better into my life. Yeah, but Soy Story would be, be my answer. That's fair. Last question of the podcast from Wizard 6294. What new facilities project are you looking most for, are you most looking forward to, and what new facilities project do you see as the current biggest need? Well, that bar they're building that's going to be in between Bramlage and the football field, you know, blow out the legends room, and that thing's going to be incredible, incredible. It looks like the baddest sports bar I've seen outside of Vegas. So it's that. I mean, that's really impressive. I, I like what they're doing with that. I think the one I'm looking forward to the most is the one that is the most impractical. They're planning to dig out the west side of Bramlage Coliseum, make a ground level entrance, have a have a way into Bramlage where you don't have to go up a ramp. And they'll also have tunnels coming out that side of Bramlage so people can enter mid-level. I mean, it's just overdue to have that. That'll change Bramlage a lot. Um, whatever they can do to make Bramage look less like a crappy sided building, you know, with just bad metal siding would be great for me. Uh, I'm, I'm into the volleyball facility. I'm a volleyball guy. I think that'd be a cool little, uh, arena and it might be cool for multi-use, not just volleyball. Maybe they can have small concerts in there or something. That might be a cool facility to use for multi-purpose. So I don't know. I'm, um. I just think it's cool how K-State's going to have everything right there. The indoor track facility and the old um, indoor facility will be neat. You know, they got to figure out how they're going to build the new indoor football facility. There's some real pushback on the location of that, so we'll see how, how that takes place. I don't know if you guys have ever been to a volleyball game in there. It is so, so hot in there, so I agree with you, Fitz. That's that's what I'm most excited for. I mean, I'm all excited for the football that remodeling, you know, the bar thing, but that's not really a need. You know, we saw the, what was at the North end zone five or 10 years ago. Was that a need? Sure. But I don't think this is really needed. It's just something that going back to what we talked about on, on the questions podcast, that money, that's just like, Oh, we have so much money. We don't know what to do with it. Let's right. just go ahead. And boom. I know it's donation money. That's what they've got to do with it. But 
oh, we've just got to do something else with the stadium. Let's go ahead and do the south end zone. So yeah, a lot of that, a lot of it is just trying to keep up with the Joneses in football, which you have to do to, because it's a business. Yeah. But you know, just from a cool need thing, I'm I'm fired up about fixing some of the problems with Bramlage and having a nice little volleyball arena that will better house that sport than that giant Ahern arena. And uh, I'm intrigued to see what the university is going to do with Ahern Fieldhouse. It is fallen in disrepair. And do you even bother repairing it? I, you know, what do you do with that classic structure? I'd, I'd, it'd break my heart to tear it down, but they pretty much would need to gut it and start all over and, you know, maybe use the shell of it for a new building. I don't know, guys. I mean, there, there's no parking there, so... Could you somehow turn it into dorms? I, you know, I'm I'm just intrigued to see what they'll do with Ahern. I I don't know what can be done with it other than leave an empty barn or tear it down to one historic wall that will stand forever on campus. I'm looking most forward to that. What you said fits that addition on the south side of the football stadium because over the years, you know, the last really. 20, 22 years or so of, of K-State football, you go from having the old east side, you tear that down, you build a nice east side there. Then later, you tear down the old press box, build a new press box there on the west side. You get the north end zone taken care of. And then kind of in between all of that, you added that giant, well, giant at the time, uh, Jumbotron on the south end that kind of nicened that, that, that side up, gave you know another look there. And then there was also the basketball training facility that you could see, and that looked really nice. It was kind of a cool little cornerstone that you could kind of peek at there. But after all of the three additions, the south side was really neglected, especially with the way that Bramlage looks. Bramlage needs a paint job badly. Horrible. And them, you know, finally adding, you know, some suites, some seats up there, it'll finally kind of complete the bowl, so to speak, and it'll look really, really good as a, as a whole facility. It's kind of Operation Hyde Bramlage Coliseum. It started with basketball training. Now we're going to do the south end zone. So Bramlage really won't be visible uh, from the football field. And then they're going to cover up the west side. And they'll probably have to redress the, the east side a little bit. And I don't know, the back side of it, I'm not sure. But they're just trying to keep Bramlage but make it more functional and look better, less of an eyesore. I don't know. It's So, so after fun. the south side, after the south end zone is done – what else is there to do for the football stadium? Not a lot. But the east side exterior is yeah. probably the biggest need, but they're going to cover that up and take a cop out by building the training facility or the practice facility, which will be nice. It'll look, it'll look really good, but it's going to be different. I'm with you. I, don't, I think that's a cop out, but that's me. They need to fix that. But yeah, you're right. Once they build the new indoor and outdoor practice fields and fix that south end zone they're really getting close to everything they need that east side needs a facade that matches the west side Um, you know even if it's just buildings for restrooms and shops and stuff we'll see where it all leads i'm i'm excited um and how does this current environment of the coronavirus impact people that are giving money the stock market diving hurts a lot of investments and um, hurts a lot of ledgers that maybe people will be less likely or able to give. Uh, a lot of things in play right now. A lot of unknowns in our world, including the sports world right now. 
That's it for the overtime session of this week at gopowercat.com. The podcast continue. We will continue to talk to you. We're not going to ignore you. You're our people. Why would we ignore you? We'll talk to you. We'll always talk to you. And we'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to the PowerCat Overtime Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. PowerCat Podcast, all rights reserved, gopowercat.com and Spirit Street Publishing. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.